Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young B. Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. I have fucking food poisoning. I'm literally holding a bucket because I might f- fucking hurl. This is the sickest I've ever been in my life. But we're going to do this because Brian's <laughs> calling in from France, so I felt bad, so I didn't want to cancel. <laughs> Feeling Asian, you know. There's uh, two sides to every story. I'm living my best life over here. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I was, it's coming out both ends. And this will be out in 2022. So let's yeah. hope that this isn't an omen for the next year. And then I hope that this will be an omen for the next year. Starting off strong. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It, this is great because because of COVID, everything's canceled. So there are no parties. So who cares? I'm just going to be sitting at home in my PJs for the next few days, throwing up into a bucket. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we introduce our guest this week, Young Me, do you want to get through some Patreon shoutouts? Yeah, I'm, I feel like I, you know, I feel like this is going to make me funnier, if anything. You this know? is literally your Jordan flu game right now. Yeah, I think this is like, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people. When I'm sick, An I'm funny. An unprecedented performance by <laughs> Y.M. Mayer. <laughs> just so many callbacks, so just riffing off the top of the dome, just crushing. Oh, my God. I'm ready. If you hear me throwing up into the bucket, that's part of the bit, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, ready. So, young me, for your sake, and so you can take care of this food poisoning, let's, let's breeze through this episode. So, listeners... Okay. Happy 2022. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for supporting the podcast. If you want to do so, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. And check it out. You can read the benefits, but any donation amount gets you a shout out on the podcast. And without further ado, our first shout out goes out to Elizabeth Carson. Elizabeth Carson sounds like the name of somebody I know, but that name is just like, like I'm like, <laughs> I probably, like it's just like a, right. such a name that you forget. That's Wait, that's, no young me, that's young me's first 2022 food poisoning <laughs> prediction. <laughs> I I like know this person. I've never met I've never met an Elizabeth that I don't like. All right, but I can't Elizabeth, remember. Thank them. you for supporting. <laughs> <laughs> Our next shout out goes out to Nicole Ams. Nicole, you are the most liked substitute teacher at the school you teach at. Nice. Who doesn't like the substitute teacher, though? Because they're always rolling in that TV, you know? Yeah, she, she's playing succession in the econ class. Wow, a cool t- substitute. I like it. Next shout-out goes out to Jaquan. Jaquan, I feel like this person is really into Bitcoin. <laughs> right? Yeah. I want them to explain Bitcoin NFTs. to me. Unfortunately, Jaquan, you are either really into crypto or you're a really bad battle rapper. There's no, you're, it's oh, one of those two. <laughs> maybe both. Why not both? Why not both? Okay. Who's the next Next shout out goes out to Maddie OC. Is I think it's, it's O'Connor. O dot C? It's uh-huh. like O apostrophe C. Irish vibes. Wow. Irish Korean. Irish Asian Irish again. Korean. You oh. know there's Asians in Ireland, right? This person's yeah. an Asian Irish person. That's this person's so cool. probably a model. Hapa an Asian with, Irish model. Hapa with Irish freckles. I'm also part Irish. I like this person. <laughs> and our last shout you out know, goes out to yeah. Janelle. Janelle. Janelle is Janelle. also Irish. Irish. Janelle's Asian. also Irish. Janelle. Yeah. She's um. a Scottish <laughs> Asian. You know, you know for a fact that there are Asians in Scotland. And you know that there's some Asians out there with a Scottish accent, which oh, is Oh, you Janelle. know this. Listeners, yeah. you're in for a treat. You know this episode is going to be good when our Patreon shoutouts are, you know there are Asians in certain part of the world <laughs> that you wouldn't expect, right? <laughs> I'm so, is this, was I funnier than usual? I feel like I was, right? I wasn't. Sorry. Sorry to let you down, everyone. I got food poisoning for no yeah. reason. Food poisoning in so. vain. I want to know if you're a Scottish Asian person, please DM us. I want to know what your life is like. Well, yeah. Anyways, all of you, thank you for donating to the podcast. Your support means so much. And Young Me, I think it's time to introduce our guest. Our guest is such a hilarious, 
amazing comedian and just all around cool person. Also, this person is Asian, mm-hmm. but not Scottish, unfortunately. Uh, they're the funniest stand-up comedian in New York. In New York City. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And C- in, uh, an, uh, it, and listeners, yeah. we're giving you a peek behind the curtain. We actually already recorded with this guest before, but his audio stopped recording a minute into it, so we're doing this again. Yeah, it would have been nice if that didn't happen because I could have just had food poisoning <laughs> in peace. <laughs> Fucking sharded, sharded in three pairs of underwear today. I've, you sharded yourself? <laughs> yes. Listeners, give your ears to Wilfred Padua. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> thanks for that uh that intro that was great uh i love it when uh someone brings me up saying i sharted <laughs> well no you also, are the cause yeah. of her sharding even worse it's your fault yeah she's sharding wilfred, because of you i know i did it too wilfred, wilfred do you, you think that was f- yeah what's wrong with your face you have a what busted happened? lip <laughs> okay yeah, so uh, I just got some new cats uh, three days ago, and one of them took a swing oh at me, and uh, I didn't bob uh, fast enough. So it got me good. It's going to leave wow. a scar on my wow. face. Um, yeah. So, listeners, uh, just to let you know, I was hot last week. <laughs> <laughs> I was a hot piece of ass uh, when we recorded last week. But uh, this time, it's going to be like maybe two months before this heals. Wow, so, I, I actually think it makes yeah. you look hotter with that busted lip. There's a story behind it. Yeah, you know? you're probably gonna get hit really? on. Yeah. yeah, you know some. Oh, is it because I'm more I'm attainable now? I was I was too hot last week. It's the but this week it's I'm, the scar. I'm human. Yeah, yeah. It's the scar on the face theory. You know some guys have a girl. Yeah, yeah. They have like a broken nose or something that adds a character. Girls think yeah. it's hot. Yeah. I think the uh, it's hot until I tell them that it was from a cat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like it, my story isn't that like I saved someone from like you know uh, from a terrorist or something. It's a cat swung at me and I let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Your reflexes yeah, are slower yeah. than a cat. <laughs> well, I wasn't in uh, I wasn't in fight or flight mode. I wasn't. I was just petting it. On the, on the first day that it got uh. here, and then uh, and then it went after me, and I was like, I was in a loving uh, mentality until wow. that happened. Didn't realize the cat was not the women. Uh, Wait, so was the, the cat women who are listening? <laughs> yeah. What was that, you and me? Oh no! Well, I, I literally I'm so lost. I'm just holding on to dear life here. What were you saying? <laughs> I feel like Brian. I feel like Brian was about to say something funny. I was just gonna ask like a stupid cat owner question. What were you gonna say, Brian? Oh, okay. I was just going to say that that's a note for our listeners. That's a note for our single female listeners. Wilfred is in what? a loving mood and the outcome is that the cat. I'm usually always in a loving mood. And if you take a swing at me, I'm still going to take care of you. You're, you're okay with physical okay. violence. <laughs> yeah. And he's single. These cats have been abusing me. They've been like, like uh, I've got two now. Okay. Yeah, they've been really... Uh, like one pushed me down the, the stairs. Uh, what? They, yeah. yeah Where'd you real, get these cats? Uh, from a friend. Link twice. I don't want to. I don't want to help. mention who it is. <laughs> my other hand is tied behind my back. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think we'll we'll figure it out. Other than that, they also uh, one the cat also peed on my couch. Uh, so other than those two huge uh, mishaps, wow. I think we'll be fine. Life is good. Damn, 2022 off to a hot start. Cats. Young me has food poisoning, Damn. and Wolfred yeah. is just getting absolutely manhandled by this cat. Yeah, you guys yes, are you're... listening to this in the future. <laughs> I'm I recorded this in 2021, so I'm so let's just note that I'm I like how this year is going out. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday I went to my friend's place because I was like, the cats were scaring me. <laughs> So, oh wow! I went to my friend's this place to hide. This doesn't sound normal, Wilfred. <laughs> Yo, bro, what what are you doing? Mind if I come through? <laughs> yeah, so I hid there for like three hours. Yeah, what's up? Is everything okay? <laughs> Just have a, two abusive nice. cats that keep baiting me. <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. Anyway, Brian, Wilford you're trying to get the single, show going. Everyone. <laughs> I'm single and manly, all right? <laughs> Let's get the show on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Wolford is single. Note that. Uh, but Youngmi, how are you feeling? I'm feeling fucking food poisoned. Do you know what it was? You want to hear what it was that got me? What was what was it? Do you know what mange is? Is it, I know it's a, Brian, I know it's I a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. It's like sea cucumber. It's a. I think in English it's called sea squirt. Oh man, I'm getting like the chill. Sorry. It's like a sea squirt, and I ate it raw. And it, you know, it always tastes weird. So I was like, "There's nothing wrong with this because it tastes weird." Yeah, it's one of those sushi that, yeah, like seventy-year-old Korean men like. So mm. if you've had it before, it has a natural defense mechanism. It makes your mouth a little numb. Have you had it before, Wilfred? No, I've. Uh, Filipinos aren't don't seem as adventurous as the other East Asians in eating. Like we cook I'm, our food. I'm guessing that's. I was like the only person that <laughs> ate it. I went with my friends, and I'm the only person that ate it. If you've ever had it, it like numbs your mouth because it has like a natural defense mechanism. Uh huh. Oh god. Is that part it's of the? Uh, is that part of like the? Uh, what makes it enticing? Yeah, because it's like it has a weird like metallic attack face, attack taste. Okay, so it's anyway. like licking a battery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Wow, I got my point across. Points to me. Yeah, um, are you also, okay? I'm fine. I, you know what? Also, I have to say, how am I feeling though? Emotionally, um, I mean, really, to be honest, kind of depressed. I mean, this is a weird time. I know Brian's having a lot of fun. Brian's in France, everyone. If you're watching the YouTube, you have to check out where Brian is yeah, sitting. Yeah, what the it hell? It's like Madeline's uh, library. You look like uh, <laughs> um, there are vampires asleep next to you. <laughs> they're all... <laughs> the light... Guys, you know, the lighting isn't that great in Europe. It's part of its charm. Why, Why are you dressed like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him earlier that he's dressed like he's being introduced to some parents. <laughs> yeah. No comment. Yeah, I don't want to bring your... Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Brian went to Europe, but immediately his entire personality is, I, I've been to Europe, like, one day in. <laughs> I... <laughs> Yeah, but I'm feeling, I don't want to, like, let Brian down because I know he's on vacation, but, like, I'm really depressed and I was, like, kind of, like, it's kind of scary because I was, like, hanging out with my friends yesterday that um, have restaurants and, you know, they, in this time when things close down, that they get really affected really hard and, like, this is, like, their busiest week, basically, the busiest mm. two weeks and all the reservations canceled. So people are really mm. struggling. So it's, like it's kind of depressing and sad feeling. But um, I think the thing that's like making me feel really scared is like last time when it was March, 2020, it was like, oh, it's going to be shut down for a week. And then it was like five months, 10 months. And now it's still going on. And like that sort of feeling like, oh, is this all going to shut down again for the next few months? And I know it's not going to happen like that again. I, I mean, at least I hope not. But like, that's how I feel. That's what I'm scared of. That's how, that's how I'm feeling. How are you feeling, Brian? I am... I feel, uh, I feel, I'm feeling pretty Euro right now, you know? Mm. <laughs> no, so listeners, I am currently, uh, I'm in Europe right now, um, visiting my girlfriends and spending some time with her family for the holidays. And how am I feeling? Overall, I'm feeling great. I don't know. I feel mm. bad for saying that because I know you have a vomit bucket right in front of you, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, listeners, if you're wondering, I have taken like COVID, a million COVID tests and I am negative. But yeah, overall, I just feel really grateful. Just, I don't know, everyone's just been so nice here. And my girlfriend's parents to extend an invitation and provide this hospitality has been really, uh, really nice. And just to be able to travel. I think this is the first time I've traveled yeah. in over a year. And I do feel a little bad saying it, especially in this time when people mm -hmm. are on edge with covid but it does feel yeah. nice to just be in a different environment and <laughs> experience some culture and you don't have to apologize I, I was for traveling. having don't apologize for having a good time 
Yeah, so that's how I feel. I'm I'm reminded yeah. how uh, I'm I'm remembering <laughs> why traveling is so great. Oh and my god! I'm I'm turning into Bella Hadid, young man. You know Bella Hadid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I'm like, a, I'm, a, I'm a two days in here, and I'm already like, yeah, everything is so beautiful, mm. and just the coffee and the croissants oh, yeah. is so great. You're just gonna Wolford, be taking. Have you seen that clip? Yeah. I don't know if Wilfred saw the clip. Bella Hadid was like, there's a clip of her in France, and and the reporter is like asking her a question. She's like, oh, it's so beautiful, non? Like that. And <laughs> it's then a beautiful there's a clip show, of her. All the great friends. Yeah. It's just a great time. Mm. They juxtapose that with her at a sneaker store in LA, and she's like, oh, if home if homeboy comes up in these, he's gonna <laughs> get it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see her go to the South with a Southern accent and <laughs> get kind of racist with it. <laughs> that's that's Brian right now. He's so Brian, what's the most European shit that you've done thus far? Other than staying in a castle. You know, I just had You're some... literally in like a castle. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. You know, I had some I had some foie gras for lunch. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh European, la la. Europeans love Ooh torturing la la. animals. <laughs> 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 no, but one thing I have noticed though is it is uh it's juxtaposed with like cuz it, it has me thinking. Like I watched this documentary with my parents kind of recently called American Factory and mm. just to sum it up really quickly it's about this Chinese businessman who uh buys this old automobile factory and hires a lot of people from the local community. But then he's complaining about how the Americans have a poor work ethic. And mm. if they just did things more like they're Chinese, they would just be more profitable. And it's this tug and pull between like Asian wor- like working values and American working values. And mm-hmm. I, I'm like sensing that here in Europe where a lot of things are just closed and they're on holiday and the hours are kind of arbitrary and it's permeate like it's pervasive yeah. throughout the culture where mm-hmm. everyone sort of just accepts like well that's life you know like you just you enjoy your yeah. time and uh you take holidays and yeah com- i contrast that with what i know about korea and mm-hmm. it's a different sort of comfort there where everything is like automated and like really efficient but at the mm-hmm. same time everyone works incredibly hard and mm-hmm. That's that's so yeah. I guess in that sense, I've been sort of pensive, just thinking about like the comforts that we have. It, it is this tug and pull between like on an individual level, what are the things I can do to relax? But then, you know, it's in a place like Korea where societally it's all about like maximum efficiency and like providing comfort mm-hmm. and resources in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, that's interesting. But Wilfred, how are you feeling? I'm all right. Last week when we recorded. And it didn't work out. I uh, was just getting over COVID. Yeah. And then as soon as I got over the COVID, this cat punched me in the face. So what I have dreams of kissing a girl in 2022. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, you know, I don't get pink eye nice. or whatever next. Damn. But uh, yeah, we're, I'm doing fine. I'm stressed <laughs> about the cats. I uh, Because I got COVID, oh I lost, I did lose a job opportunity. Oh, Damn. No. So I'm a little stressed about about money right now, but yeah, you know, we're I'm gonna make it through. I haven't died yet, yeah. so I'm, I'm good. That was the you. That was the least persuasive answer. You said I feel fine, and then you proceeded to uh, <laughs> tell us about all of your concerns. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's listing positive things? Come on. <laughs> well, what, what am I to say? Oh, I'm in Europe having a great time. You know, it's just the culture is so beautiful and <laughs> the people and I don't know what, vie, what to say, you know. <laughs> for, did you really have foie gras for lunch? Yeah. For lunch. Nice. Wow. Wow. Mm. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was great. Yeah, I like foie gras so much. I love, you know what I love in France? The, the whatever something it's called, an aspic. Like it's like meat, like suspended and meat jelly. I know it sounds weird, but it's really good. It's like oh, jello made of meat. Yeah, it's good. Man, you guys are really are more. I, I, I'm making this line 
this distinct line where uh, I feel like because uh, young me, what are what's your Asian? I'm Korean. Okay, and Brian, you're Korean. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, and I, I'm going to say that also Japanese, like, you guys are just more adventurous in eating than my people. You're Filipino? Wait, don't they have, you're Filipino, don't they yeah. have balut? I feel like balut Balut's is like, pretty I'm like, adventurous. that's, yeah, that's, that's, it's a good point. <laughs> is it, I've never no, had that, have you had that? you just come off as ignorant, Wilfred. <laughs> well, but balut is, balut is just, it's an egg. It's just a little bit more developed as an it's in between an egg and a chicken. So okay. that's like the what's your weird, two normal what's weird about what's what's weird about that, young me? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing weird about it. I just haven't had it. It's adventurous. Yeah, it has some feathers in it. I know so, uh, it's like I know where you can get yolk. it, young me. Where? Uh there's a place, uh there's a store on like 14th and A that has it. A st- it's a store or a restaurant. It's like a, a Filipino like deli. Oh, that's like right by my son's school. I think I walked by there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have okay, it Okay, I'll go. You know, once I was uh, during last COVID, like 2020, I was on Seamless and I saw that a restaurant delivered Balut and I was like, wow, this mm. really doesn't mean anything to be in quarantine. You can just get anything you want. <laughs> yeah. Also, to me, that's like, uh, I remember like, I want to say like 20... 15 sometime around there like filipino food was like hip yeah uh, it's yeah. popping off and that felt cool like that was a, that was like my seeing aquafina on uh tv <laughs> like that was representation to me was like just seeing having a white person eat my food so since the, since last week when we first recorded wilfred things have changed everything's we different have, we 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 never really spoken to you or had a really in-depth conversation with you we knew of you because through uh-huh. the comedy scene but then you know after we got into it for an hour and 20 minutes you you revealed to us that you were hating on us <laughs> oh yeah oh. at the very end oh my god that was so funny i didn't know we were gonna start it's like this the way. last thing you said yeah we're gonna start this way young me has food poisoning who gives a shit nothing matters <laughs> I'm sweating. Okay, so, yes, I will review. I, I think this is a, a fun topic, actually. It is a fun Look, topic. In the world of uh, entertainment, uh, there, yeah. there aren't a lot of jobs. There aren't a lot, a lot of successes. We're also, uh, I feel like, in the, the Asians in entertainment, or maybe minorities in entertainment in general, there's this, like, we're trained to think there aren't enough spaces for all of us. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so you guys got that, uh, uh, that write-up in Hype Bay. I'm a guy like, that and reads I'm, hype I'm a piece. big hype bay. You're a big hype <laughs> yeah. bay. I'm a fucking big bay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I read hype beasts. I know that I know what hype bay is. Like I'll yeah. I'll check it out every once in a while to see what women are up to. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so to me, that was like a big thing. Uh, and I, I actually no, not even to me. It was a big thing. That was like cool for you guys to get that. And there are some people, sometimes when you're not in a good place and you see something and your your initial response is, oh, fuck that. Because you want it. <laughs> right. And so that's, so I was just jealous of you when I saw that write up. Because like I've known of you, young me, I think you and I have done one show together. And Brian, you and I have uh, done a few shows yeah. together and, and, and yeah. met uh, just like, you know, hanging out casually. But mm-hmm. like, we're not close enough for me to be like, oh, that's like, let me f- just fucking You're send like, him a I'm congratulations gonna send text this to whatever. you and then say, fuck you. Yeah. But yeah, we're not, we're, we're like, not that close. We know each other. No, we're not that close. So I kept it inside <laughs> for like a year. <laughs> wow. And it festered. Yeah. Well, well, Wilfred, I will say kudos to you. I think it takes a lot to admit that because I get that feeling all the time, you know, when you... Mm-hmm. That sort of jealousy, I totally understand because I'm like, ah, man, fuck this person. But ultimately, yeah. at the end, you're like, whatever, they deserve it. They worked really hard. But I remember a conversation that we had. Like, I, mm. I think it was like the first time we really spoke to each other, like in a non. It was sort of a com. It was a comedy party, but it wasn't like at a show or anything. So we were able to talk just like mm-hmm. as human beings. And you. Because I know you come from Seattle, and I remember you mentioned something about feeling a little bit ostracized from mm. the comedy scene in New York, like the Asian comedy scene in New York. Mm. And mm-hmm. 
that I remember that conversation because I young me like we talk a lot about this podcast we're like yeah like we're trying to create this platform where it's like really inclusive and kind yeah. of like let everyone in on the party and in on the action but then when you expressed that to me I was like I kind of felt somewhat to blame for or like felt a little bit bad because I'm like I feel like it can get get it pretty clicky like does it feel clicky in the, like when you came to New York and you're like yeah and you're like navigating it I, it's, it still does like I, I when you said the words Asian comedy scene I still mm-hmm. feel like I was like there was a part of me that was like does that exist like are, mm. <laughs> am I the only one that's not in it like <laughs> like you guys are all like, hanging out and having a great time <laughs> yeah and I mean after like talking about this and like thinking about it I have come to realize that like yeah it's just about like where I've invested my time yeah and, like I have mm. a lot of friends that that aren't Asian comedians and I didn't invest my time uh into the Asian comedian scene or like into mm-hmm. I've never really invested my time into uh developing an Asian fan base uh mm-hmm. prior to the last like two years in reality that's why I'm not a part of it but it's still like uh I think when we were talking that was like I was in a very low point uh and I was just mm-hmm. like why I uh so there was uh, an Asian comedy festival I think in the summer right Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't invited to that. I asked if I could perform on it, like which to me, like because we're all peers, and yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, those are those are all my like those are people that I, I respect, but like we're all doing the same shows in New York and everything. Yeah, I should be able to get on this, so I asked. I thought I was humbling myself to ask, uh, <laughs> and then they're like, uh, "Can you submit a video for the uh, for the video like part of it?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "No, yeah. I'm." No, I'm not going to do any more than that. Uh, what I've already done, <laughs> and then that same week there was a like a brown comedy picnic or whatever that I didn't get invited yeah. to, and so I was just like, oh, I'm. I feel very not not that I feel ex- like I, everyone's excluding me. Mm-hmm. I just it. What's even worse is my name's not even coming up. Like that's mm-hmm. scary. To me. I'm losing relevance as a person and as a comedian in this scene. So. That's what was like the overarching uh, f- like feeling, right? When we were so talking, you, yeah. So we're just hating from outside the club. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> well, just looking in, looking through the windows, like uh, window shopping. It's like, oh, look at all those right. Asians in um, there. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, guess I don't want question- to be part of that. <laughs> Eating their <laughs> no, sea squirt and shit. <laughs> I didn't want to go. Um, no, I guess the question is like what you were saying in the beginning, like you, cause I know that there, obviously, you know, on this podcast, we talk about how you can't, there's like no right way to be an Asian, just you existing mm. and living that, that means that you're an Asian American. Um, but I know, I do know that there is a lot of like Asian Americans that don't have Asian friends or, you know, usually just hang out with white friends. I know Jenny Aramoto who was on the podcast talked about that a little bit but for her it was like it's because there were no other Asians in her community growing up so like for you um it has that like was that like a conscious decision like to not really have Asian friends or like Mm. how did that happen or did it just happen or well uh I remember uh um when I was like in middle school uh we uh, I'm trying to pretend like we didn't. We haven't talked about this already. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, Wilfred's saying oh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in middle school, I remembered uh, there was this the only stereotype that I recalled. The first stereotype that I recalled that was like thrown at me about Asians was that Asians mm. always hang out together. Like uh, you can see them at like uh, in packs packs of Asians. <laughs> roaming around the malls this was back when like uh this is before tall tees i think asians were wearing like uh still wearing like you know vince carter jerseys or whatever why is that so funny to me <laughs> this is like the weirdest stereotype you know, i mean hanging out with each other yeah white people are always hanging out with other white people it's like why are you whites always <laughs> but i i remember that like really seeping in to my brain and i went to high yeah. school and um my high school was very diverse. It was an all boys uh, Catholic school, and it was so diverse that they, like there were multiple like you know black tables, Asian tables, whatever. And I didn't sit at the Asian table freshman year, and I remember getting made fun of for that for like sitting with the white mm. kids. And wow, 
Mm. I don't know. Who, I just who always, was making fun of you? The Asians? The Asians. The Filipinos. Mm. Wow. Of all. But it kind of, I think, it, you know, uh, you become a creature of habit. And I just, like, find myself gravitating towards, like, uh, I, I don't have a lot of Asian friends right now. So I yeah. read. Yeah. I have yeah. a lot of friends that are uh, everything else. But Asians right. mm-hmm. just aren't in the uh, in the small circle of my friends. So, you know, I gravitate towards whoever, but usually not Asians. But I've been like, I've been making a conscious decision to like reach out. Like I remember Brian when you and I did that show together at what was that fucking subculture? Venue subculture, yeah, yeah. Like right when I got off stage, like we fucking beeline to each other to talk because I think you went up yeah. right before me, and then I went up right after mm. you, like. We beeline. We're like, hey, I've heard of you. Like, let's. Uh, and then we just like chopped it up for a quick second, and yeah. that, like, I remember this because it like left a like positive feeling for me. I was like, oh, that's great. Like, I can like just connect with an Asian guy that mm-hmm. and not see him as competition or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a la vie. It's a very beautiful thing. Mm. Oh yeah, he's French now. <laughs> <laughs> friendship (laughs) i remember you were talking about that other the thing that you just brought up you know in the comedy world they literally will only put one asian on the lineup oh yeah and so you don't you don't really run into other asians because you'll never see them at the same show if they book you know if they if they're gonna book brian they're not gonna book you and like yeah i'm on in two weeks i'm not on the same exact one like we get psyched you know, I, I hadn't met Brian for, like, maybe uh, until I was, like, a year and a half or two years in. Uh, Fumi, yeah. who was, like, every, right when I moved here, everyone was, like, oh, do you know Fumi? He's on every show. And I was, like, he's never on the show that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then about, like, a year later, I met him, and we were, like, you're the guy that everyone's been Yeah. And he said the same thing to me. You're the guy that, I, that uh, everyone's telling me I need to meet. And mm. yeah, it's such a big scene, but there still are so little Asians that are active in it, uh, in the comedy scene. So we don't see each other. Yeah. You know what's so insane? I was thinking about this other day. Tell me if you know of somebody. Who who are the Asian like women stand up comedians in New York City? Like you know, I know Julia Shiplet. Who who? Like I can't think of any. There's a few like, I, obviously I've, I know some I Filipinos. With, yeah that are in it but it's like you know they're still they're newer to stand up uh so exactly yeah i know a few friends that are newer but like there's nobody in the scene that i would like be afraid to be booked against or something margaret Cho? i was like trying to th- <laughs> ali wong you're talking about LA? those are la comics no though. i mean no i mean like in new york city <laughs> like in our in our peer group yeah like in our peer group i can't think of any like julia shiplett I, and i'm sorry if if you're mm. like, <laughs> I yeah, consider yeah. them peer very good friends of the podcast, Jenny. <laughs> That's true. I gotta fake it till I make it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just me and Ali. It's just me and Ali Wong. No, yeah. I mean I know there's a lot of Asian women. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to offend anyone, but like, like it's just like I just don't know anyone. Like I don't Wait. see the, anyone like really getting booked on the same shows or anything. Yeah, you know? and, I mean in, Asian women. In terms of like, uh, there aren't. I think culturally Asians aren't raised to be funny. What? In, in American oh. culture, <laughs> I'm, da- I'm ra- down I was for this raised, hot take. Let's do it. Okay, I was Wilfred's raised, got a hot take. <laughs> I was raised to have good grades, be obedient. Mm. Like uh, funny and obedient don't line up. Like funny is right. breaking the rules. That's what the, like breaking the uh, uh, the norms and the expectations. For sure. So, yeah. I wasn't raised to be funny. I think culturally, yeah. Asians were the model minority. So we, so we, so you've got a lot less Asians going to be trying to be co- comedians until recently. I think this late, like in the last ten years, you've got more people trying and ch- seeing that it's possible because of representation sure. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But and then uh, just to get where we are at in comedy, let's. I'm gonna fucking pat a, us all on the back uh, for a sec. It takes a lot of work. I've been doing this shit for 11 years now and like it takes a lot of work and and being broke uh and being broke with Asian parents who are like why the fuck are you broke <laughs> uh <laughs> for this long like uh yeah it, it's a lot of like things that you're fighting against uh and um I think the percentage of people that even get as far as we do in comedy percentage of people that try comedy 
and then I'm including the people that try it once and quit, we're less than 1% that make it this far. So yeah, 1% of like uh, all the Asians that make it this far, it's hard. It's hard to get to oh. even the middle of New York comedy, you know? Damn. Damn, well, for dropping the truth. I'm feeling good there. about myself now. <laughs> no, but I yeah. what you said resonated with me a lot because, you know, culturally, I, I agree. I don't think it's a quality that is um, embraced that much because, mm-hmm. like, a, a word in Korean that I heard a lot growing up is like, young me, you know, like, dodro, like, just mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it means like just to make like a lot of noise and like capture mm. attention. You're like, wait, get dodro. Like, why are you like. Mm-hmm. Just mm. making your presence be known so much, like it's through, like, like uh, being it's loud. Like when when we were celebrating the nurses, <laughs> <laughs> hitting the pot. <laughs> I'm gonna start no, doing that again. My neighbor is gonna be like, no. You know when <laughs> hey, I so, so when I yeah yeah sorry go on, young me. Oh, I was gonna say so for both of you growing up when you're trying to be funny, your parents like look down on that. <clears throat> oh, I'm not. Oh, my family sure. doesn't think I'm funny. They don't. They don't know that. <laughs> That's how my family doesn't see that side of me. They only see the fact that, like, I'm a, I'm I'm the so good just, Asian. So they just at so home. they just think you're quietly sitting in your room being broke and doing nothing. <laughs> he's just so yeah, he's funny. just being broke in New York. <laughs> no, my family. I think I it took me. It was probably like year six when I told them that I did stand up. Um, and Damn. I like. And, you know, I think my parents have seen me do stand-up three times. I've had a brother that's seen me once. Um, mm. They don't. They know that I'm capable of this because I, I, I'm doing a pretty good job thus yeah. far. Mm-hmm. But they don't know where that is in me as a person because they don't see me. Mm. I'm not funny in front of them. I'm funny yeah. uh, when, I'm, uh, when I'm around white people, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, when I'm more comfortable, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, do your parents so speak? Are they fluent in English? Yeah, yeah. So they understand like mm. your jokes and stuff. Because I thought maybe yeah. it's like a there's a language barrier happening. Because that's the case with my parents. Like they don't know oh, really? I'm funny, but they just don't have the English fluency to know that I'm being like sarcastic or mm. like picking up. So like, Brian, the you don't joke with your parents. Yeah, you don't like. You're not funny with your parents either. Uh, I am. I, uh, but that I just tr- that's just who I am. So I am silly with mm-hmm. them, but I tone mm-hmm. it down for sure. Cause yeah, I don't know. I mm. I try to crack jokes with them and stuff, but I don't. It doesn't really come up. Like I'm very mm-hmm. sincere with my parents, and those are the types of conversations right. I like having with them, anyways. Cause it doesn't really mm-hmm. come yeah. up that often. You know, yeah. we're not like talking about pop culture references and stuff like that. My take is totally different than Wilfred's because I think Korean people are so fucking funny and I think it's Mm. highly valued to be a clever and humorous conversationalist. I think in Mm. Korean culture, that's extremely highly valued and they really- Maybe that's a generational thing though because I I remember the first time I told my dad I started doing comedy, my dad was like, it's such a low class thing. Like, what are you, a court mm. jester? Oh, Just I mean, like, no, I don't think... Dancing I don't think on stage for what? I don't mean valued as in, like, they think it's as good as being a doctor. They just, I think in, convert, in like, day-to-day relationships in Korea, like, mm. people really, really like it when people are funny. Mm. And I think it's valued societally. They're not going to give you money. You know what I mean? Like, right. they like people, they like people that are very funny. Yeah. You know? And they respect it in a way. And I, and yeah. I think... Like how Korean people talk, like their dialogue is just inherently humorous. That's like my take, but also, right. you know, my I, I have a very like, like very rough family. They're all like very country. They're super country, and they have like a thick accent, and they're just yeah. like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> making moonshine in the bathtub. Like that's my yeah. Korean family. So like, I don't know. I see. I, I see both sides of it though, because in corporate culture in Asia, you're you get promoted by keeping your head down and not and not making a lot of noise, you know? Yeah. Whereas in yeah. America, it is very much like be fucking annoying and ask for a raise and be loud. And those are like mm. qualities of stand-up comedians of like, look at me. I'm, I'm loud. I'm irreverent. I'm making a mm. lot of noise. Mm-hmm. I'm funny, you know? 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, Filipinos are very funny amongst each other. So you're right. Like it's, it feels like within when, when Asians can let their hair down, they feel like they, (laughs) they are funny. Cause, but, uh, I feel like Mm. I, my, because my parents were, you know, uh, they were immigrants, they were broke. They didn't, uh, they weren't around to instill any of their, also they were like, they were raised by shitty parents. So they weren't yeah. like right. around to raise like raise me with like the values that matter to them, um, right? And so I was so- mostly raised by social expectations, mm. and I think that society mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, just be an obedient Asian." Yeah, it's a, it I, also it sounds like it's kind of like subjective. It's not you know like I, I yeah. hate generalizing with you know for oh. Asians anyway. It's, it sounds right. like you know all of us have different families like. You know, my family was like funny, but there were, you know, and that doesn't mean that's every Korean family, you know? So. Yeah. But I gotta say, Wilfred, there's like an opportunity cost here. You could lead into this Filipino culture because I, th- this is just my observation. When anyone Filipino, like if someone is Filipino and they kind of pop off a little bit in pop culture, die hard fans. Like Joe Coy, mm-hmm. he's he's like the most the one of the richest stand up comedians, and it's yeah. purely just through the unwavering support of the Filipino community. Yeah, Die well, hard. he's so famous. He's so famous. Yeah, uh, I think that there's like I'm still trying like getting a comfortable with being Filipino a Filipino comedian the way that I'm a comedian because I'm not yeah, Joe yeah. Coy. Yeah. I was actually just talking about this with my brother last night. I'm so not Joe Coy. Like my <laughs> comedy does not speak to Filipinos in particular. It's like because I'm very, I'm much more American than than that. Like I, yeah. I don't think I'm. Uh, Joe Coy comes from Rex Navaretti was the first Filipino comedian that really mm. uh, had some sex, success, and all of his comedy was. He was also one of the first people that I thought was funny. It was all very much like this is what your uncle is like. It's like here's your fat drunk uncle. Uh, and, uh, all they like, I, to this day, I'm like, how did he work out all this material? Cause like, (laughs) you can't go to an open mic and then do specifically Filipino shit like this. Cause it was so particular to a Filipino audience. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I grew up around white people and around black people and did stand up around white people and black people. I was the only Asian guy doing stand up in Seattle. I was the only Asian guy I saw when I was doing stand-up in, in Chicago as well. Right. I just do stand-up as uh, as a dude named Wilfred. Uh, mm. A lot of it's like yeah. from my, you know, of course I think about race all the time, but I'm like thinking about like, is my jokes are just about dating. There, there's some Asian shit involved in it, but it's actually mostly about dating and the feeling of being like lonely. Pers- yeah. Yeah. That makes sense though, because Interesting. I've seen you... You know, out of all of the New York, like the Asian New York stand-up comedians, I would say you're the only one who, on a professional level, like works the road. Like you're going to mm. different cities and these clubs where they're not, you have no control over who's really coming into the room to pay a ticket and like see a show. And it's going to, yeah. you know, at those places, it's like a broad brushstroke. So mm-hmm. I, I get what you mean by like, how do how did... Uh, who's, what's the comedian's name? Rex Navaretti? Rex Navaretti, like, yeah. Mm. Right, like work that filipino specific material when you know if you're in tennessee and there's like no asians in the room you could try yeah. it but it's a scary thing to do it because yeah can, like i'm like I, it'll yeah. probably bomb you know yeah brian I mean, I was and in, i talk about that oh no sorry. go ahead i was in north carolina I was just saying, brian- <laughs> let's do this for the rest of the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you go no I was, I was in North Carolina, and I was the only. I was. The, I told. I told you guys this last week. I was the only Asian guy I saw for an entire weekend uh, uh, in yeah. North Carolina, and I just had to like muster up. I was actually just talking about this with my buddy uh, on the phone an hour ago. I was like, "Yeah, you just have to be stronger than the audience." Because audience, like, yeah. once they once they sense uh, like weakness in you, then yeah. they'll. It's it's like kind of like MMA or like boxing or whatever. Once they sense that weakness, then they'll attack it. Yeah, but yeah, yep. I, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm stronger than this. Who cares if I'm the legit only Asian uh, in the city? Let's fucking do it. 
and I had a great time when I was uh, when I was there. Yeah, somebody said that advice. Uh, I, maybe I just heard a very famous stand-up comedian saying that. Like, you have to command the power in the room. And I didn't understand what it meant. But once I got the hang of doing it, like, once I could do it, I was like, oh, shit, I totally understand this. Like, you can't... It doesn't matter how scared you are. You can't for a second let them know. Mm-hmm. But you, there's no way to learn it. You just... One day it hap- it clicks and you're like, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. That was and I, so I also want to yeah, and I also want to add that from experience, with, when you're doing a stand-up show in New Haven, Connecticut, to <laughs> a room full of 150 blue-collar workers, and the average age is 70, your jokes about HBO Girls is not gonna hit, no matter how <laughs> strong you are. <laughs> Wait, so how did they like your jokes, Wilfred? When in that show that you were talking about? Did, in How North Carolina, yeah, it was it went great. You know, there was this moment. Uh, this is what I was talking about with my friend on the phone. There's this moment yeah. where, because um, North Carolina, it's uh, it was in Wilmington, and Wilmington's a very blue area in yeah. a uh-huh. red state, and so it was yeah. very it was a mixed bag in terms of politics. This moment where I was doing crowd work with someone and incited this like kind of this like Trump. They made a Trump comment, yeah, yeah. and then there mm-hmm. was like uh, there was some booze. There's some. Uh, yays and i said hey we're not gonna fucking do this i don't care who you voted for i'm here to have a good time and i want you guys to do the same so let's leave all that shit at the door and then after that we had a great time together i got to do whatever jokes i wanted to do some of some Mm. of my jokes do uh, skew political and uh but they were i was just like look i'm telling jokes i'm not here to fucking tell you how to think or whatnot we're just going to make each other laugh. That's it. And we had a oh, uh, fucking awesome time. Damn. Can I steal yeah. that? Yeah. It usually it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't care who you voted for. We're just going to have a good time. Yeah. Now, who here seen the Sex in the City reboot and just There like you that. go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't care who you voted oh, for. Just gosh. Well, la- pretend to laugh. <laughs> Wait, Wilfred. So you said earlier that one of your goals for 2022 is to is to smooch someone. Smoochies. <laughs> is to what? Smooch someone. <laughs> it's to smooch someone. Oh, smooch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, smooch someone. Yeah, I'm trying to make uh, that happen. Get some smooches going. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I think the first time I saw you perform, we both had a joke about dating as an Asian guy, but I liked yours uh-huh. more, and I thought it was funnier. I think it's, it went something like you brought up how OkCupid okay did this thing and um, out of all oh. racial groups, women find Asian men the least attractive. And then Yeah, you, Asians are the, you said, the least sought after demographic. Yeah, and then you said, well, let's do something about it or something like that. No, this, I'm butchering uh, your joke. All right, I'll do the joke. <laughs> uh, I... I was on a date with this girl and I brought this up uh, that Asians are the least sought after demographic. And uh, at first she didn't believe me because she said that Asian women are the most sought after demographic. And I was like, you know, I said Asian men, right? Like there's, there's quite the difference between us. It's not like you see my profile and they're like, ah, that's close enough. Let's get, (laughs) let's give it to him. But eventually she saw that I was right about this. She looked it up. She saw that I was right about this. And then she got upset on my behalf. She was like, wait, you can't have sex because of all these racist ideas about Asian men. And I was like, if you're upset about this, do something. Like, you got to be the change that you want to see in this world. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so funny. And that, and that li- how does that line work out in those days you go on? Oh, yeah. This is. Did it work? Uh, <laughs> did it work? I did. That wasn't this one. That didn't really happen. <laughs> uh, that didn't really happen on wow. a date. The truth is that happened at a show, and then I said that, like, uh, said that to an audience member, and I was like, "Well, let's put it in a date. Uh, if I can put it in a date aspect, then there you go. There's the whole joke." That is funny. Wow. Well, are you yeah. single though? I'm single. Uh, I'm out here uh, waiting for some smooches to land. <laughs> well, last week we were talking about this, and uh, this is. Right now, Brian, if you're watching this, Brian looks uh, so fucking regal and handsome. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, he does. We're hotter than ever. And 
Asians do you like people that? are starting in your day yeah, like think, are, are like more are you getting more people to swipe right on you or like you're noticing more people showing you uh attraction in that way whereas they might not mm-hmm. have like 5 years ago I think like, do you feel uh, well, more desired when I look at like my white guy friends mm-hmm. like dating profiles they'll have like 80 more matches than me and mm-hmm. I remember I was talking with my buddy and he was like, what the fuck? Like, Wilford, you, I, I had like nine people interested in me and I've been on this app for forever. And, and my buddy was, uh, was, had so many and he was like, that's not fair. And I was like, yeah, this is what life <laughs> it is It was like. like, your friend was like, whoa, racism <laughs> does exist. What the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like Keanu Reeves. Like, whoa. <laughs> uh, but, oh, the thing that women <laughs> complain about, but when it's happening to my boys, that fuck, this is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Simultaneously, uh, I, you know, it's not even. Obviously, I think that there yeah. people mm-hmm. are more willing to date a white guy than they are an Asian guy uh, right. in America. Um, not even, but I am running into because I, I talk about dating on on stage and. I'm running into more people being like, that's not true. Asians, uh, when I say Asians aren't deemed attractive, they're like, that's not true. I was like, well, that, that is informing me that people are starting to think Asian men are hot. They're changing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, you know, uh, it's never going to be even, but we're, we're inching our way there. Can we talk about, we've never talked about this. Have you guys seen this? Have you seen the um, people that move to Korea and then they show you their Tinder matches in Korea? The what? men? There's like all these, like, it'll be on TikTok. It'll be like this girl and she's like white or like not Asian. Like she'll be like whatever. And then she'll move to Korea and then she'll be like, you guys have to see how hot the guys are in Korea. And they're all like BTS looking like hot (laughs) models. And they're like, it's fucking nuts. So they go to Korea horny for Asian men. There are these women now moving to Korea to, cause they're horny for Korean men. But then the funniest thing is I've, you know, like I I used to live in Korea. Koreans are like, very, very loosey-goosey with the filters. Like, they're very intense with the filters. Like, that is not the person oh. that you're going to meet. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. I see yeah. what you're saying. A lot of filters. And this girl was like, yeah, she was like, oh, everyone looks so hot. And then I would go meet up with them and they didn't even look like the same person. And you're no. like, bitch, that guy is not even going to swipe right on you. Calm down. Yeah, but but he Calm will because he's, he's a fucking catfish. He's got like... <laughs> five layers of filters on him so that he his his skin looks perfect that's not what he looks like the filters Uh, in korea are so funny though because i don't know if you know this wilfred in korea it's like really popular for uh it's like a beauty um a standard to have a very small face and like there's even a saying in korea it's like oh if your face is smaller than a fist that means like you're like a mean like a beautiful person wait you mean like filter the size of your face yeah. Like chumok mane. Like it's like the size of a fist. But is your is your head yeah. a normal size? No. And so <laughs> your whole they, head is they small? Think it's, they think the smaller your face and head, they'll say like your head is so small, like as a compliment. And so the smaller it is, the more attractive you're you are. What? And so they put this fil it's so I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture. They've put this filter on and sometimes like you go to like H&M or like sometimes I'll shop online in the Korean stores and they'll put this filter on all the models that their heads look really small, but I feel like they're overdoing it because like they're, you know, it's like the lip fillers in America, like people yeah, got yeah, used yeah. to what lip fillers look like and then they make go bigger and bigger and now it looks like catastrophic. Yeah. So that in Korea, they like make, the, they started making the heads like smaller and smaller to the point now where I'm like, you guys, this is so yeah, weird. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it'll be like this head and then the shoulders will be out here like, it's like I don't know, okay, I mean, that it's gone pretty too hot far. when you did that though <laughs> yeah i just got horny when you did that <laughs> that was pretty hot and then so will be really skinny i'll show yeah. you a picture it's so funny whenever i find yeah. it i laugh so hard I if you're listening so to the, today. if you're just listening to the podcast, me and Brian have been beating off to Young Me's shoulder, <laughs> giant shoulder, damn <laughs> that head to shoulder, shoulder ratio. 
Yeah. Almost zero. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Don't be I, like that. <laughs> I did. I laughed so hard today because I, my friend sent me this tweet, and yeah. it says this person tweeted. Why do all them K-pop dudes have these black auntie-ass haircuts? Every single one of them looks like this. It's just like a black auntie <laughs> I swear to God. I've been thinking about that. Okay, first of all, that was my biggest problem with Squid Game. Every single person in Squid Game had that hair, like that fluffy ajima. I have that hair. So f- like Brian's hair? Oh, my God. Want to ask Wilfred the last question? Yeah, Wilfred, before you go, we're going to ask you the question we like to ask all our guests. What, what is something that you're proud of? Oh, man. You, when you asked me this last week, I wasn't comfortable answering it. I was hoping that you'd have a different answer. You, you had a week <laughs> to think about it. I think my answer last week uh, is uh, something that I stand by, which is I'm proud that, uh, like, one of the things, when I moved here, I moved here in 2018. Uh, so I've mm-hmm. been here for three years, including all these like pandemic years. Um, and one of the things that I, I remember talking with my therapist right before I was moving and, uh, she was like, what's your goal when you move to New York? And it's, it wasn't like anything. I, I also didn't want to like give her a superficial goal, which is like, you know, oh, I just want to be on late night or like, you know, I want to make a ton of money. I wanted to give her like yeah. my goal that I said, and that I think I still stand by, which is to be a comedian and be a part of the New York comedy scene as mm-hmm. comedy is evolving and to be mm. at the forefront of the evolution of this art form. Um, and mm. one thing that I'm proud of is I feel like I am in the middle of that. Like I'm, I'm in the middle of this, the comedy scene. I am, uh, I feel like I'm a respected comedian that people think like is, uh, I'm writing jokes on the forefront of comedy. Not that I'm like changing the game or anything, but like I'm evolving with it. That none of my mm-hmm. jokes are like hack and from like 2002 or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So that's something that I'm proud of that I, that I've made it this far in comedy. And that I'm, I feel like I'm uh, an active participant in the way that this art form is changing. So beautiful. Spoken like a true artist. <laughs> <laughs> What a great, what a great goal to have. I feel like a lot of times people make these goals, like, you know what you were saying, like, I'm going to be on late night and like, I'm going to have a TV show, whatever. But like, the truth is like, when you said that, I feel like I wouldn't want to be on late night if I was a fucking hack comedian. I will. I don't think hacks know that they're hack. They're writing Mm -hmm. jokes. They have like a different philosophy when they are approaching comedy and they're writing jokes to be, you know, that are just going to work. If my goal was to get on late night, I would have worked towards that. I would uh, once you accomplish it, then you're like, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. I don't want. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I want to continue to like. I want a goal that's going to keep me striving to be a better comedian. It would be nice to be more marketable, but also it's like, yeah, you know what? Like we are being true to ourselves, and that is also important. That's mostly important. But, oh, also, know. I wanted to say at, in the other episode that we we didn't uh, touch on, I was like, I really, I really wish I could hear what people say about me when they're hating on me. Mm, yeah, don't you wish? We'll start. A, let's start a group chat if we hear anything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll Can you just it. tell? Me? I don't care if you hear somebody say sh- talk shit. Will you tell me? I yeah, I've tell the both of you. I uh, I haven't heard much about either. The only, young me, I knew about you before. Uh, yeah. We had met, but only because uh, I was hanging out with Julia Shiplett between shows, and I think we saw your son, and then that was it. Oh, really? Yeah, because we were like in Manhattan, and your son was, uh, she, and Julia was like, I think that's young me's son, and then that was. You was just like, saw oh. him like out and about. <laughs> yeah, Damn, he's out. Me, your son's an influence. Your son's famous. <laughs> yeah, he was out smoking cigarettes, taking pictures in front of girls. <laughs> <laughs> People have people have approached me on the street because they recognized him. They're like, "Oh my god, is that Mino?" And I'm like, "Yes, really? this is weird." Yeah, I don't know how. Oh, I somehow saw him. Yeah, your IG's right. popping. I, think, I guess. I think that's a good. We can do something with it. That'll be the title of this episode. But it's also packed to each other. Is that? Uh, let's start a group chat and we'll inform each other whenever anyone talks shit about any of us. Yeah, positive stuff too. You, you need positive stuff too, to, so that way 
we don't just send each other, you know, a, you know, spiral. No. <laughs> just the, I want every anytime if you're my real friend, if you hear someone talking shit about me, please t- tell me what they said. Text me. I want to know. <laughs> that seems All unhealthy, right. but okay. <laughs> uh, Wilfred, where can our listeners find you and your work online? Uh, just at, at Wilfred Paddle on everything. Uh, uh, Twitter's not. Re- I'm, I'm not really active on Twitter, but uh, Instagram and TikTok. Um, and my website. Uh, I I just made it again because someone stole WilfredPadua.com. For our li- first single yeah. listeners out there, are the DMs open, Wilfred? DMs are wide open. Go for it. Oh, wow. Shoot Listen, your shot. You heard that. Shoot your shot. Hey, you're going to be in the request folder. <laughs> uh, so we'll leave the request folder wide open. Uh, yeah. And we'll let, see if you make listeners, it to the... Wilfred said off camera that he checks his request folders diligently. <laughs> and there are, there are only two of them there. And meanwhile, his white friends have over 100 plus yeah yeah. (laughs) so let's change wow (laughs) listeners thank you for joining us on this episode young me where can they find you ym mayor and young me mayor on tiktok how about you brian you guys can find me on all socials at it's brian park follow us on spotify actually just leave us five stars spotify now does podcast reviews so oh please leave us five stars just leave us five stars everywhere everywhere and check us out on patreon i'm gonna leave myself five stars (laughs) i'll I'll leave you guys five stars thank you thank you all right everyone take care bye all right bye